Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. everyone. Mistorians. I forget to call y'all that sometimes, but it's it's what we've decided is our fans <laughs> our listeners. Yeah, name. in case you're new here, you're a Mistorian. I don't know if we've said that recently. <laughs> we, also, I don't think we have. Also, we've been here. It's in the opening. We paid someone to say it. It's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we gave someone money. Mistorian. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, we're here. Brenda is a white clown, hasn't even had a sip yet, I don't think, so this is going to be good. <laughs> I was like, do I need a white claw just so I can bring a little more energy today? And I was like, yeah, but turns out I already had it inside me all along, so. The f- white claw was the friends we made along the way. Truly. <laughs> Which is all Sometimes of you. just holding. Yeah, all of you are our friends, but not, well, some of you are our real friends that we know, and some yes. of you are just listeners, and in that case... We say we're friends, but also don't get really involved in parasocial relationships with people you don't know. Yeah, we're like, we're friends in that we appreciate your support. And maybe one day we'll meet you and we'll become real friends. But there is still a boundary of like, you don't actually, please, I I can't stress enough if I find any of you messaging Brenda, (laughs) I will end you. Please don't triangulate the position of the stars and the moon to figure out where I live. <laughs> Welcome. We've been doing this a year. Can't you tell? Wow. wow, we're just so comfortable here in the space. Um, the, This is the part where we talk about news sometimes, and this time is yeah. one of those times. We, we had like, we were just sit, like sitting here for a while being like, what was the news? Because if we had any foresight, we would write it down instead yeah. of just being like, I'll remember that because, well, let me assure you. Nope. Not <laughs> even not once. Not no. even once do we. And n- also not even once do we write it down. It's kind of just like, if it was that important, I'll remember it. Not true. Um, not true. I thought of something we didn't talk about before the show, which is uh, Shang-Chi had a new trailer drop. Did it? I didn't yeah. even know that. Yep. I... I so I totally missed it because yesterday so yesterday as of this recording I was busy being excited for the new Critical Role show Exandria Unlimited mm-hmm. led by the amazing Abria Iyengar aka Cordy yes. on Twitter. Um so that's literally all my life was consumed with was counting down to that airing and nothing literally nothing else mattered to me. I like missed like I missed like someone being like shitty in like tabletop Twitter, which is where I hang out. Like I, I missed everything because I was like, "This is all that matters." I live tweeted, which I never do. Um, so that happened. <laughs> I I haven't watched the trailer yet. I just no one new one came out because I saw a thread that was like breaking down the trailer, and I was like, "That doesn't sound like the trailer I watched." Oh, there's yeah. a new trailer. Sorry, oh. I'm busy watching Abria be awesome right now. Oh. That's news, though. Um, we'll have to watch that after this. Yeah. 
because I've not seen it. I was also more ner- more news, more so just news in my life. I ate movie theater popcorn. Oh, last week. Look at yeah, I I was given the regale of this tale of Brenda <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Brenda inhaling movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Well, my mom was like. She wanted to try going to go see a movie. And she's vaccinated. Everyone in her house is vaccinated. So she was like, I'm going to go see a movie. So she did. And the verdict was, it's too early to do that (laughs) shit. So don't. (laughs) But anyway, she did get popcorn. And, you know, the popcorn comes in this giant, massive bucket. And so Mm -hmm. she's like, I couldn't eat all the popcorn. Brenda, would you like some popcorn? And I was like, yes. I would love just a little bit of popcorn. Because usually when I go to see a movie, I don't get popcorn. So I was Mm -hmm. like, this will be a nice... It's tasty. And so, like, I had the popcorn and, like, I ate a couple bites and I was like, nice, nice popcorn. And then I just was like, <laughs> like, just shoving it in my mouth like a monster. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I, it's, it's so <laughs> weird because movie, stop. movie, I, so I don't like movie theater popcorn, but it has this weird intoxication where you're, like, eating it. And you, like, sometimes you're like, I want to stop. Mm-hmm. You can't. I really want to, this is, I feel bad. <laughs> My skin is oily. <laughs> yeah. I'm just suddenly covered in a light sheet of grease. <laughs> and they only, they come in like two sizes. Movie theater popcorn yeah. is like a fucking like snack pack for a baby. And yep. then big enough to fit you and a family of six. And that's and like, it. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like, oh, well, you share with people. And I'm like, <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> so usually I don't get popcorn, but so no one can see your shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a monster when it comes to popcorn. Like, and then it, it's even worse when they have like the the flavored sprinklings out. Mm-hmm. Have you tried any of these, Austin? No, again, I don't really, I don't really. Oh, you don't? Yeah, the popcorn. Okay, so, like, you know, you, you can put on your, well, pre-COVID times, you could put on your own amount of butter you wanted. You had that power. And sometimes they would have these little flavored um, shakers out mm. that you could shake on I've seen popcorn. those because it looks like yeah. chaos because it looks like you're at your aunt's house and yes. someone brought, like, they forgot to put it on the dish so they just, like, leave it out. And the, it's always a mess. Like it doesn't, Always. it doesn't look like it fits with like the rest, especially with how movie theaters now are like to survive have become more and more like professional feeling, mm-hmm. and like they try to be cleaner, and so like that one area just like looks like it's like yeah this is still from the eighties we found it in back yeah <laughs> we don't, we which don't is, know who bought this which is wild because like these these are a pretty recent invention these sprinklings mm-hmm. like. Um, I know at my movie theater close to where I am right now, they had like the industrial versions of this where they were in like in big shakers. <laughs> Get the giant thing from Costco. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is fine. Should we put in something nicer? No. no. Uh, but I feel like in like Grand Rapids, they just had the tiny ones you could buy at the grocery yeah, store. They, they look yeah. like someone went to Meyer. The like last night and someone bought walked these. to the Meyer, walked across the street, walked over. Someone was just like, "Hey, new employee, we're out of um spring uh, flavor sprinklings. Can you run to Meyer and go get one?" And, and the, the employee was just like, like "What? what? Like uh, out back? No, we just go to Meyer every time. What? We just Am cross I- the this busy street <laughs> is that- and we're, there's the Meyer. <laughs> is that is that illegal? Are you liable for me if I get hit? Yeah, it's okay. We do it all the time." <laughs> You get paid to go on a walk 
Isn't that great? I, yeah, but this seems... We, this is weird, right? <laughs> is, is this just me? Am I... Uh, me, okay. All right, yeah, I'll, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll go on a walk on the clock to go get flavor sprinklings. <laughs> From Meyer. From Meyer. Is there something I put them in? Nah, just throw them on the table. Throw- <laughs> okay. You yelled at Make me sure to- for the candy display for 40 minutes yesterday. <laughs> Make sure to take off the seal. We don't trust <laughs> the, the customers to remove the seal themselves. Last time I got used a Boeing knife, it was a whole thing. <laughs> there was flavor everywhere. It was a real flavor town. <laughs> Boy. What else? Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I don't remember the other... There was something... Um, Disney. Dis- oh, that mouse. Oh, that mouse. Oh, Mickey's up to some shenanigans again. So, words on the street. This is a lot of conjecture. Uh, d- that Disney is seeking to take ownership of Loki. And I know what you're thinking. That's their IP. Yes, Loki the show, and as mm-hmm. Disney portrays him, Loki the character, and, like, I don't, he probably has a catchphrase that I'm forgetting, like, I'm sure they have, they can lay claim on that. If someone's like, hey, look, I drew Tom Hiddleston Loki and put him in, like, a Dark Horse book, Disney'd be like, hey, wait a fucking second. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. They do have the right to that version of the character. The problem is, is that they've, um... They're sending out DMCA's, and this is an automated thing. So yes. here's where the, the error lies: is that they just put in like Thor, Loki, bam, bam, bam. Okay, send some DMCA's, yeah. um, and just like set that bot out into the world to cause mass chaos. Because, because <laughs> Loki <laughs> is much older than the mouse. <laughs> this is akin to as if someone tried to copyright Jesus. Now, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Can you, I I need you all to imagine if, like, one dude was like, no, I'm gonna, if one company, a media company that is secular was like, I'm going to copyright Jesus, the absolute friends, just imagine, I want you to just imagine Fox News' reaction. The absolute madness that would ensue, like, oh, oh, wow. So, and granted, like... Not to harp on anything, I don't think actual worship, like, that isn't for the memes of Loki is an all-time high or anything right now. No. But the idea of, like, it's more of, like, the the lack of foresight that Disney forgets, like, we, like, took this. Like, we, like, this story, like, these characters existed, and we're like, wouldn't it be cool if they were superheroes? Which is, like, sure. Like, why not, frankly? Yeah. Honestly. So it's led to some interesting reports. Of people getting, like, their whole, like, Etsy shop taken down because it says, like, Odin or... Mm-hmm. It's been, like, a whole like a whole shit show. And this is not the first time Disney has done something like this. Right. There was um, another time, right? Yeah. Before Coco came out, they tried to uh, copyright Dia de los Muertos, which is a holiday. <laughs> a whole-ass holiday. I really, for a I very really, large... <laughs> I really need to know who, like... Are they stu- stupid? I like, and they've also tried to do this when the live action version of Lion King came out when they tried to copyright Hakuna Matata, which is a phrase that is used in other instances, you know? 
do they like uh, they forget just... that they didn't they're like you this shit isn't like do they buy into their own bullshit that this is like an original story yeah like uh could you imagine if they tried to like copyright like the dalmatians as a whole <laughs> they're like only we we made dalmatians. dalmatians we created the dalmatian that's like <laughs> if they tried to copyright like because again disney's thing what the disney renaissance that we had was like what if we took stories that were already real and like disney mm-hmm. them? Which is fine. Remixing stories yeah. is like not like fucking Star Wars is a remix of a story. Um, yeah. That's, that's whatever. That's fine. You know? But it gets into it, like yeah. when you're like, we made this and you're like, you, d- you did, you did, but you like didn't, you didn't like, you but didn't you come didn't. up with Pocahontas. That shit was around. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very ironic that Disney, who is a company that most of their, like, stories are things that they could take from the public domain. Mm-hmm. And Disney is the reason they're, that nothing else is falling into the public domain right. because of their lobbying. Right. Um, like, you know, Little Mermaid it was a fairy tale that was in the public domain. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I... Aladdin is, mm-hmm. has been around for centuries. Yeah. Like... These were all stories that like didn't have copyright, and then they took advantage of them. And but they're also not letting their stories fall into the public domain, so like they can keep the cycle going of like mm-hmm. creation, mm-hmm. which is really shitty. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Like, I can imagine the media storm if someone else tried to make like if someone released a movie that was like, a, like you couldn't even call it Aladdin because they probably trademarked calling a movie Aladdin, so you'd have to call it something else. They took Prince mm-hmm. of Thieves, because that's the other name people like to use. Yep. And so they come up with some other name, like whatever it is. And then it's an Aladdin story, like the pressure from the from Disney that a creator would feel. I'm sure I'm sure people have thought about it because he does a lot of shit <laughs> in right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that they've just been like behind the scenes like told like you can, but you will get blacklisted by Disney, which basically is a death sentence. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, even if you, like, make, like, an Aladdin-based thing, you know Disney's watching you to make sure that, like, oh, the genies don't look too similar, right. or Oh, Aladdin your genie's is- blue? Mm, I think we have a right. case there. And we have infinite lawyer money. <laughs> yeah, your genie's, like, kind of, like, a bluish-green color. Too close. Too close. Writing that down. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so your, wild. Oh, your gin is red? Well, that's what color it is. Oh, no, sorry. We did. We oh, actually. we had one of those. We, we made that. We we made them red. No, you didn't. <laughs> nope. It's right there. It says blue. it on the tin. Mm, oh, Remember Jafar? That was that was our thing. <laughs> that's the that's how the movie ends. Like, a lot of people forget that that happened. But let me assure you. Sorcerer, you say. Sorcerer. Oh, interesting. Mm, sorcerer. <laughs> and, like, snake motif? Hmm. Snakes. There was oh boy. one snake in one scene. Um, another thing with Loki is that um, there was like the whole debacle with like the Loki charms thing. Right. That happened. Um, and what happened with Loki charms is that like Disney and Lucky Charms General Mills made a partnership to create a limited edition cereal that was like eight bucks, eight, seven or eight bucks a box that you had to order. It had Loki on the cover. And it was, that was it. Like, there's not like yeah. a Loki, they, yeah, thing in the box. They just put Loki in the cover. And like, what if it was called Loki Charms? And the internet was like, "That's the best idea I've ever heard." Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here just like, "Now wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> this this is not an original idea." Um, 
Because, like, about 10 years ago, there was an artist um, named, uh, she goes by the uh, illustration name of Bambuda. Mm -hmm. And this was, like, when, like, 24-hour-a-day t-shirt websites were really, really big. Mm -hmm. And those were all, like, falling into, like, a vague gray area of parody, which is technically protected against the, the... in the constitution amendment what first amendment whatever i don't know parodies in there and parody is technically protected so these shirts kind of fell into that and bambuda created a loki charms shirt design way Mm -hmm. back when Mm -hmm. that i know for a fact that she tried to get um made official by marvel Mm -hmm. and it had the same exact uh tagline which was i think it was mischievously delicious or something like that mm. the same tagline and it's like oh that's shitty too on a whole yeah. other front <laughs> like and it's like here's the thing somewhere in their files they like had that now mm-hmm. whoever came up with like this new loki charms did they look at it we don't know i don't know we don't know it is like you know it there is always a very small chance that there was like two people had the same idea yeah it's Um. it's it is a close enough thing where i'm like someone else could have come up with the same thing but when you are a company this big Mm -hmm. you like when i come up with an idea for like a game i at least google it and i'm like does this exist already yes oh okay i'll get like there was when we were tossing around ideas for deimos academy Mm mm-hmm for names, we like Googled every. We almost named it. Fo- we wanted to name it Phobos Academy, but that's like a thing in Doctor Who, apparently. Oh yeah, yeah. But a quick Google search was like, oh, that's that's like not only is it a thing, it's like a thing with like a big following. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, there's it is literally someone's job, probably multiple people's jobs, when they come up with an idea to like make sure it's not a thing, and it's not a thing we like accidentally could get hit with a lawsuit for. Yeah. But in this case, Disney still has all of the power because they have, like, so many lawyers and Infinite they do lawyers. own the IP. <laughs> yeah. And they do own the IP. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of, like, always hurts when you come up with an idea. And especially because they try to legi- legitimize it. Yeah. That, you know. And that's Loki's the... co- copyright history is just a shit show. Absolute shit show. <laughs> um, Absolutely. In other Disney news, uh, artist Kiana Mai, who you would know from Big City Greens or just, like, endless fan art shipping of team rocket which is all great uh, oh also um cool character redesigns cool character redesigns um she also did the storyboarding for the steven universe anti-racist psa that released some cartoon mm-hmm. network a few months ago it was this year um she <laughs> is now a director over at disney t- tv animation a director at 23 at 23 i at 23 wasn't <laughs> grad school i was in grad school i definitely can't imagine being a director at a at one of the like three animation studios (laughs) i was still in college at 23 i mean i was still in college at 29 also so that's i so that's that is you're like you guys just got done yelling about disney listen it's complex uh (laughs) it's it's a complex feeling but it, uh, yeah, I am excited for Kiana. Uh, mm-hmm. She's, I don't know. I personally, me, Austin doesn't know exactly what her role will be. There hasn't been a lot of like, like I know about it because she posted on Twitter. Disney isn't such shit. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what her leadership will look like. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited for, she has to have a show, right? Yeah. 
and I don't know what that'll be, yeah. but I'm really excited. I I personally hope there's no way in the back of my head I'm like, she's gotta be trying to talk to the Pokemon Company make a Team Rocket show, right? That would be so good. She like, has she has to be like, come on, we've we have some Pokemon rights. We could do it, guys. <laughs> we have very little Pokemon rights, but they're there. They're there. So Um That would be so good. That would be so good. Uh I know that's all I got. I have like yelling, but we yeah. this isn't a yellow so we'll we'll leave that. We'll leave that for later. But yeah, we this is a ghost to the movies. Um we watched two good movies, which is wild. We were um, so exhausted from researching this month. <laughs> we were so like, tired. we're just gonna watch good things. I think that's why I didn't know any news. We were like news and I was like, I'm gonna be real. I was so tired from console yeah. wars i couldn't be bothered with like literally any kind of looking into anything i know i was almost like we should probably take a week off <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't because we love we all didn't. of you oh next week is my my double research hell oh no um that's when my other podcast and this podcast my turn falls on the <laughs> same week <laughs> but this week we watch movies Yes, which one do we want to start with? Uh, let's do, we usually do the older one first, so Dora. Dora! Uh, yeah, I think that's a good good idea. Yeah, so we watched Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which is a 2019 live-action adaptation of the um, cartoon Nickelodeon cartoon series Dora the Explorer. It was really good. I didn't, I, it's so so I didn't good. know it was this good. Yeah, because we've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, about it and like i had seen it in theaters and austin had not yet seen nope. it at all and i was just like it's good but saying the door of the explorer live action movie is good people don't believe you no absolutely do not i <laughs> i told one of my group chats that it was good and they were all like shut the fuck up and then like three people <laughs> to watch are like no wait everyone it's actually really it's really good <laughs> it's really holy shit it's really good like even just re-watching it, because I saw it in a movie theater the first time, and I was drinking the first time, and sometimes my opinions on movies are <laughs> skewed, because one, I was hanging out with a very good bud, and I was also drunk, and usually it's, like, really early in the morning, and maybe mm-hmm. I haven't had enough to eat, so I'm very drunk mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, the, in the movie theater watching kids' movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it was great! Yeah, I, it's a... So it's a action adventure comedy film yes um so some people i know someone who was like they did a drinking game every time it got too ridiculous i was like no 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 it's being funny on purpose it's not like because like sometimes you go to a kid's live action movie and you (laughs) think they're like trying to play it straight this movie is not and it knows it's not it is in no way trying to do that it absolutely knows exactly what it is from like the second it starts with like a psa about like don't um be mean to foxes yeah <laughs> like, oh my god that one was so good uh also there, it's really weird so like so i don't know if you know dora the explorer people listening dora the explorer is in her cartoon version she is a she's like f- five probably yeah five six ish five or six year old uh mexican girl who goes on adventures and every adventure is like teaching kids like sharing or whatever she does the look at the camera and like copy me um usually teaching kids spanish words or like mm-hmm. to stop this fox swiper the fox um yell at him so swiper the fox is in this movie he is he is just <laughs> swiper the fox he seems to be the 
only like animal like because Boots is in the movie. Boots is like portrayed as like a normal monkey, quote unquote. Yeah, they're like like Diego's in the movie, but Diego does not have a jaguar. No, he just likes jaguars. Yeah, he just thinks they're cool. But like Boots, aside from the fact that he's kind of a grayish blue color, is like not a. Or aside from one scene in the movie, cannot talk. Yeah, everyone treats um, him as like just a monkey, and even in the one scene, he does talk. It, Dora freaks out. <laughs> She's <laughs> so good. <laughs> he seems to just be like a monkey helper, and like he's shown as kind of smart. But like monkeys are smart. Like if you raised a monkey to be your like animal companion, it would be it would be pretty smart. Yeah, like at the beginning. Um, Dora has boots on boots. Yes. And her mom is just like, you can't put boots on the monkey. He's yeah. a wild animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, this is how this is going to go. <laughs> um, But Swiper is just like, he is like a talking fox that like he talks with people and they just like talk with him. And it's, they do not explain this. No, it, it, no. Dora is not phased by it. She has some friends from the city who are like, is that fox talking? And she's like, let's, let's go. <laughs> and uh, Dora <laughs> has no time to process this. It's, it's never explained. And it's no, the one. Never. They just like, nah, Swiper's here. He's a fox. He talks. He, he's very, he, he talks. He's like, ah, come on, man. You gotta, you got to get out of there, man. <laughs> it's really <Jeez>. funny. <laughs> the voice form was, uh, Benicio del Toro. Yes. And it's it's really good. It's, <laughs> it's so it's, it's the best thing is they just don't explain it. They do the swiper joke like three times. It never gets old. Never. Um so the plot of this movie is that Dora lives in the jungle, in like the Amazon jungle with mm. her parents, who are um uh, searching for the ancient uh lost city of Parapata. Mm-hmm. Um and they've been searching for this for a very long time. At the beginning of the movie, Dora's cousin Diego goes to live in the city. So they were best friends and now they're separated. Yep. Um, they fast forward 10 years into the future. Dora's like vlogging around the jungle trying to help her parents find Parapata. Um, and her and- vlog is, feels like the vibe <laughs> of her cartoon show. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's actually just like um, she finds like a poison dart frog mm-hmm. and she's like, can, what did she say? She's like, can, can you, you say, say? Oh God, what is it? Uh, it's something uh, about how it can kill humans with like one touch. Yeah, like how it oh it paralyzes you. That yes. one specifically paralyzes you. Yes. She's like, can you say like neurotoxicity yes. or something? Like that? <laughs> and she just stares at you for a while. She's sixteen at this point, so she's just like this teen, just staring at you. Like, can you say this? Oh, so in the beginning of the film, she does the same mm-hmm. thing where she's like eating dinner, and she looks yes! into the camera for us and says like. <laughs> Can you say delicioso? And her parents like look at each other and they're like, she'll grow out of it. (laughs) (laughs) She just never does. And her dad tries to do it and he's just like, I don't get it. And he like yells at it. Her mouth's like, stop. (laughs) (laughs) God, this movie's so good. Um, (laughs) God, I'm just thinking. So Michael, C- Michael, not Cena. Wow, wow, wow! Now Michael, C- whoa, That's Michael Pena is the dad, and he's—I don't know what it is about him, but his like face, he like has, he like does this like worried face, yeah, and it's like so like every time Dora does something, he like makes the face, and you're like, yeah, I, I feel you, man. I I don't know either. <laughs> 
he's like very concerned. He's just like, oh no, have I, have I made a mis- apparent mistake? What am I gonna do? Uh, anyway, so Diego goes away to the city. Um, mm-hmm. and Dora, Dora finds like the last clue they need to get to Parapata when she's sixteen. Mm-hmm. And her parents are like, anyway, you're you're actually 16, so you're not going. Yeah. Like, she um, tries to, like, cross, like, this chasm at the beginning, and she, like, falls in and gets stuck. <laughs> and they're just dies. like, she almost dies. And she's just like, no, it was fine. Like, I don't need to, no, you don't need to babysit me. And her parents are like, well, we're going to go find this lost city of gold, and you're going to go live in the non- named city with diego it's in california is like oh yeah. like, there's a scene where she's like on a plane and she leaves the jungle and they go over Me- i'm like mexico city and then they keep going and it's like somewhere in california and i'm like okay that all right sure i, I guess that that explains like the because there's like a language barrier later like there's like a language mm-hmm. barrier jokes so i'm like oh okay so whatever um and so then like part of the like which is so, slight spoilers, I guess, because, like, the trailers don't show this at all. Then there's, like, a whole chunk of the movie where it's, like, high school drama movie that I yeah, did not know happened water. at all. No, and it's, like, it's a pretty short chunk of the movie, like, that you don't really expect. It it doesn't go on as long as you feel like it should mm-hmm. for it to be there. Um, but she's at the school. Diego is, like, really doesn't want much to do with her because she's, like, super weird. She's a <laughs> like, homeschool kid. She's a homeschool she kid, was, yeah. She's, she's like, homeschooled by, like, two geniuses. She's like, she's like a kid genius. And if you've been through high school, which you have because it's an 18 and a podcast, um, <laughs> that is not who you want to hang out with. <laughs> no. So, like, Diego's, like, feeling, like, super, like, like embarrassed yeah. to be anywhere near her. And Dora's just like, I'm just being me. Like, yeah. what else the hell am I supposed to do? He's like, the Diego is the background character at a high school that is he's like mm-hmm. i'm just trying to get by i have like four friends and i'm just gonna get out of here and be be gone yeah exactly and dora's like no i'm a main character and diego's like but what if you weren't hear me out what <laughs> what if you just survived <laughs> uh and so there's some high school shenanigans uh some other shenanigans happen and now they're back in the jungle with some high school friends yeah, there's smart girl and white boy. Yep, there's which is it's pretty that's pretty good. It's a there's Dora and Diego who you know you 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 know them. There's you know them. there's yeah. other smart girl who's like smart girl uptight, and then there is like it feels like they're like we want to burn out, but this is a adaptation from a Nick Junior series. Yeah, so maybe. No pot references, but, but you he's know. awkward. You know, <laughs> he's got the shaggy hair. You know, he's, he's an awkward guy. And seems like he needs something to chill out. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, so they get back in the jungle. They're they like go through like they have to solve the mystery. They have to find Dora's parents have gone missing, mm-hmm. and they have to find the uh, Dora's parents and. That's the movie. It's so good. It's very good. Um, the language they speak, uh, Quechuan? Quechua. 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 Yeah. Uh, Quechua is a li- the so the main character. Wow, the main character Dora, who is Dora. played by Isabel Moner. Uh, she learned that from her grandma for the movie. Yeah, so it was spoken like 
in her household, she's she grew up in Ohio, mm-hmm. but her um, half of her family was from Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had heard it like spoken around her, like when she was growing up, but mm-hmm. had never learned it. Um, yeah, like properly. So she, she like it's like yeah. Oh, they're talking that language I don't know, but it, like it doesn't like she she didn't know it yet. Yeah, like Brenda said. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things about this movie is it's real teens playing teens. Yeah, she was actually sixteen. Yeah. They all, they all. You can <laughs> and you can tell, <laughs> which is the best. Like you see them and you're like, these are all real teenagers, all right. Mm-hmm. She was the girl playing Dora was absolutely perfect to be Dora because her eyes are so big. Yeah. Like she's got the biggest eyes. Like she's absolutely perfect. There's a bit as Dora as like an older Dora. <laughs> There's a bit where um, when she goes to live with Diego, their grandma's there. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like excited to see your grandma, and she's like, "Grandma, how did you recognize me?" And she's like, "Well, you you look about the same," <laughs> because like in the scene, also I don't. I didn't look up who plays, like, Kid Door, but, like, she looks, they look the same. The same. It looks like they, like, filmed the first part and then waited for her to grow up. Like, that's how similar they look. It's so wild. It looks exactly like that. Uh, Yeah. But it's, it's so, the self-aware humor is very good. The action is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, There, (laughs) there's, um, oh, God, what was I going to say? There's a, there's a few sequences where there are, like, puzzles, you know? um jungle puzzle. jungle puzzles as they get called and the they feel simple enough that teens would figure them out but they also feel very engaging mm-hmm. yeah this movie doesn't feel like kids baby movie like it, it, it definitely is yes. but like i mean it's not kids baby but anyone can enjoy it i think that's what's so cool about it is that it's engaging enough for adults but like there's not anything like too violent or scary mm-hmm. for kids mm-hmm. um which honestly kind of makes it almost the perfect movie. <laughs> it's it is like good Tomb Raider. Yeah, good Tomb Raider. I think that's like a really good way to put it. Um, and like a lot of times, like movies that kind of have like, oh, we're looking for like this lost civilization. It feels very like bad. Yes, <laughs> it does. I mean? It fe- it does not feel like bad Indiana Jones. It's like yeah, they there's even a sequence where. Um, They'd, like, prove that they don't have any ill intent, that they're just explorers. They're not um, conquerors or uh, treasure hunters. They're not treasure hunters. They're explorers. Which which is, like, a theme throughout the movie. One of them is, like, that they are... They just want to know more. They don't Mm -hmm. want to take anything. Like, her parents are professors. Like, they just want to, like, know. And there's a sense of, like, just, like, know about their people. Yeah, Um, and, like... There's a scene where Dora just, like, looks the opposition in the eyes and is like, I am here to learn. Yeah. It's, oh, God. It's like, so we don't, like, they, the opposition is, like, trying to get the gold. And they're like, we don't, like, fucking take it. <laughs> we just want to, like, <laughs> see, we don't, we, frankly, don't care what you do. Or do we, like, take some pictures and leave? That's really your prerogative. Yeah. yeah. Really just wanted to find it. Now we've found it. All right, we're good. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, it. That's, um, that's it. You still get, like, that sense of adventure, like on top of that mm-hmm. so you get like the the adventure feeling of like an exploration movie without the shitty like yeah. colonial themes i enjoy they bring they like bring it up there's a scene where um they think they like think they found it and they haven't found it yet and they're mm-hmm. like oh where's all they're like essentially like where's all the stuff you know they're like we, f- yeah. we found it was it already looted and then they just go over like every single group of people that's like tried to colonize the like the the region the amazon they're like mm-hmm. oh 
it must have been con- taken by the conquistadores and like or the french or the americans or the british <laughs> uh one of the areas they have to find is like an opera house that like the i don't i don't know if this is real but i could see like the british tried to build when they tried to colonize the area and i realized mm-hmm. like so i've never been to the rainforest to any of them, mm-hmm. as they point out that there are many, which is also a pretty funny scene. Uh, oh, that is a good scene. <laughs> I've never been to any of them, but I know they're not, like, they're cool, but they're not, like, fun. Like, they're fun, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, my kind of fun. I, it's like, no. <laughs> I would I would see them in, like, maybe a helicopter ride over. Like, oh, look at, they look so yeah. pretty. Oh, like, because they are pretty harsh conditions to be in if you're not used to it. Yeah, there's a scene where Dora's like, like the Dora and the other kids are like in the jungle, and like the other kids are like freaking out, and Dora's just like, "Don't worry, the jungle's great, but just don't touch anything, <laughs> don't. or breathe too deeply, or you know, like. <laughs> yeah, you don't touch anything, you don't breathe too deeply, don't idle." Like she's like, "You just, you know, jungle rules. You go, as as you do, yeah. you know." Yes, you do. And Diego was just like, uh huh, uh-huh. and all the other kids are just like, what? <laughs> They're like, are we gonna die? He's just like, no, of course not. And then lists all the ways they could die. <laughs> exactly. It's so, so much. Uh, oh, there's a scene when they first end up in the jungle where Dora, they have to like break out of a, a crate. Yeah. And like Dora's just like, don't worry, I'm prepared. And she's just like, she just whips a, a machete. <laughs> big knife in her backpack and like the this the uptight girl is just like of course dora brought a <laughs> knife on the field trip <laughs> like- oh god so that she goes to school and they go through the metal detector and the guy's like come <laughs> over here and like he t- first he takes out like the said knife there's like a knife and then he's like what's this she's like a flare and he like opens it she's like it works and then there's like a <laughs> she's like an emergency like well, like the emergency like fire blanket type thing. She has like a hammock mm-hmm. for trees, like all of her jungle stuff. Yeah. And he's like, you can't. And she has like soft water tablets to, for contaminated drinking water. <laughs> and he's like, you can't, you can't have any of, you can't go, leave. Oh, he leaves her with the yo-yo. Yes. And she's just like, you let me have the yo-yo, which is definitely the most dangerous item in my arsenal. Yes. <laughs> he's like, yes. Oh God. Yeah. The rainforest scene when she meets the uptight girl, the uptight girl is like, I'm raising money for the rainforest. Oh, and Dora's like, oh my god, the rainforest is trouble? She's like, yes. And she's like, which one? And then she lists, like, all of the rainforests, I assume. Yeah, all of the specific different rainforests. And then, like, uptight girls just, like, just, I'm for raising who are, all of she's them like, who are in are trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's threatened on her own turn. Yeah, she's like, who are you? And then she does the, like, well, have a good day. And Dora's like, she's so nice. And Diego's like, oh, God, Dora, please. She's not being nice. She's going to kill you. <laughs> she's, she's not nice. Diego also has a big old crush yes. on her. There's multiple scenes where Dora... Oh, my God. Oh, my... Okay. This is the only scene I'm going to do the whole thing. Dora and Diego are having a heart-to-heart. And Dora starts laughing because Diego's talking about, like, all like how they're all worried, but, like, they're not that bad. And Dora starts laughing. Diego's like, what? And she's like... You have an attraction to her. <laughs> I'm like, what? And Dora's like, it's okay. Uh, uh, it's like oftentimes when like animals want to mate, Diego's like, please never say mating again. <laughs> <laughs> and then throughout the rest of the movie, every time the two like Diego and uh oh god, what's her name? Her name is Is it Brandy? Uh, it is not Brandy. It's not Brandy. <laughs> 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 you know. 
her. I don't know how old Brandy is. Is Brandy in her 40s now? Sammy. That's okay. So here's why I maybe thought her name was Brandy. Because on Paramount Plus, Mm -hmm. the... um, the closed captions were out of sync, oh, so I had to shut so, them off. They were terrible. I turned so them off at the attraction scene because it spoiled the attraction joke to me. The yeah, the the joke. Like they were like so out of sync. They were early, um, which is awful. Yes. Uh, and then another thing that they did because like this um, this film has like a predominantly like Latinx mm-hmm. cast, yeah. so there's a lot of Spanish spoken. I hate it when closed captions. Um, even like you know, I'm listening to think like, the English track, but there are people who speak both, who know both languages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, but the the captions track will just say like speaking Spanish instead of having the Spanish. Yeah, I out. noticed that. Like sometimes they would have it, and then sometimes it would say mm-hmm. speaking Spanish, and I'm like, what are they say? Like they're saying something. <laughs> like <laughs> not, it's it seems pertinent. Yeah, that's a big pet peeve. Like all around Paramount Plus, get your shit together. Yeah, like, they, they they finally have a queue now. God, bullying works. I can't believe Paramount Plus launched everyone without a queue. So I loaded it up, and I was like, because we we Brenda got a month trial for some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was like, oh, let me add like the stuff we talked about watching while we both have this to my queue. And I like at first I couldn't find it. I was like, oh, maybe it's like terrible UI because. Disney Plus also has a terrible UI. Maybe the pluses just have <laughs> shitty UI. I don't know. Where is it? And someone's like, no, it just doesn't have it. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> how, how, how in the fuck, how? how? In the year of 2020, we have all agreed if you have a streaming service, there's a, there's, I don't care, Paramount called it a list. I don't fucking care what you call it. I personally hate the word yeah. list because that sounds like there's multiple different lists I could make. Yeah. No, it's just a cue, so it'll just play the next thing when I'm done. Yeah. You know, like just call it a cue. It's fine. No one owns the word cue. You're okay. You're okay. Please don't be fancy. Yeah, because when they're like, put a cue. they're like lists are here. We listen. I was like, oh, that's even better. I can make like different list of shows, maybe, and like no, it's just one fucking thing. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Sammy. Anytime Diego and Sammy are like in a scene together, Dora just like mm-hmm. stares at them. And it's so, it's so funny because they'll be like having a heart to heart and Diego's like, she's staring at us, isn't she? And Timmy's like, yes. <laughs> and then they just pan to Dora, <laughs> like, like deadpan yeah. staring at them. And she's got those big eyes it's and she's so just good. staring. Oh it's God. So really good. White boy, uh, white boy is Randy and he has a crush on Dora and Dora seems to not be like mean. She seems to not track that it's happening. Feel that. Uh, <laughs> which is. Which is also really funny because, like, anytime they like seem in sync, because they like he's a astrology nerd, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of so a lot of astrology happens because like each kid has like their thing that makes them shine. Um, so anytime like an astrology thing happens, and Dora's just like an everything nerd, it's like they'll say it in sync, and they'll be like, "That's so us." And Dora just like I'm trying to say, "My parents, I don't, I'm not listening anymore." <laughs> yeah, she's like, she definitely wants some boundaries, and this guy does not know what boundaries are. She's just like. Okay, Randy. There's a dance number. <laughs> I won't tell you when the dance number happens, but it's amazing. It's incredible. It's so good. It's very good. Uh, yeah. It's such a good move. I really can't get over that swiper. Just he just like talks. He just talks. He just they don't explain why he's there. And they don't like because when the movie starts and with the fox thing, I'm like, is this like swiper's mission? And is this like what what's 
Like what? What? What's happening here? Yeah, the fox thing at the beginning sets the tone immediately, yes. and it's just like, but it, it still feels kind of weird because they don't go back to it at any point. It's and even like they show the like this little head of a fox that looks like it's stop motion yes. the way it's animated. It looks like it's straight out of like Fantastic Mr. Fox, yes. and it was just like, is he stop motion the whole time? Like what is? And going when they on? first when they first say Swiper, get those like you don't. I feel like you don't see him, so I'm expecting like a person. That like has a pet you almost, fox. Yeah, you almost expect like a like a, just a guy with like maybe like little fox ears on, like something or like, mm-hmm. like some kind of like meta joke. But he's just he's just a CGI fox. Everyone who talks <laughs> and everyone except everyone accepts it. Everyone. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. He's, he's just here. Um, Boots is voiced by Danny Trejo. It's. It's wild. He like it's so wild. Dora has this scene where she's like doubting herself, and then she's like talk. She's like, she is like clearly like when you talk to like your pet, you know, when you have a mental breakdown and you tell your pet about it because mm-hmm. they can't tell anyone, and at least now you got it out. But then Boots starts talking to her, and she cl- she has this face of like, oh god, I'm fucking dying. I'm dead. Oh my, I'm fuck. I I have a concussion and I'm dying right now. <laughs> This is like a just a little bit after a prolonged animated um, hallucination yes. scene. It's <laughs> <laughs> in a dark explorer movie. It's so good. Yeah, there's one scene where they where Dora and D, where like Dora looks like animated Dora because she just looks like Dora. Diego doesn't yeah. look like animated Diego because he doesn't look like Diego, uh, and everything else yeah. is animated, and it's animate it like Dora the Explorer cartoon style and it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> all of the characters that don't really show up in the movie um show up in this scene it's a, and animated. It's a lot. so like there's <laughs> yeah it's a lot there's like it's 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 really a lot and I what I'd forgotten about that scene completely so I'm watching it last night and I was just like who excuse me oh how could it there's there's a rock like Dora's saying, like, "Hola." Oh yeah, um, like because backpack and Hola, map. backpack and map show up, and they like talk to her. Uh, <laughs> uh. Then there's a rock on the ground, and the rock's just like, "Hey, Dora," and Dora's just like, "I do I know you?" And the rock's like, "Oh," and she's like, "That's okay." And she just like plops her hand on his like his rock face and pats him a couple <laughs> of times, and she's like, "We'll be friends now." <laughs> and it's so it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. This. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna. Dora's budget was forty nine million, and it made one hundred nineteen million, which is great because, like, I don't know anyone. Who no, went to I, see this in theaters. I, like, you're the only one I really know. Like, everyone else was like, "What are you talking about?" And so, I was worried I was gonna look it up and like it bombed and not. But like, it has great reviews. It has like an eighty five percent or something on Rotten Tomatoes. It got glowing reviews from most critics who saw it. Um. Like, everyone who sees it is like, it's great. It has, uh, it's like an A-plus from Cinema Score, from, mm-hmm. like, a group of, there's, like, a, apparently, like, something that, like, tracks, like, how kids and adults view it. Like, kids gave it a 4.5, and adults gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Like. Adults. Every, everyone <laughs> enjoyed it. Variety gave it a good review. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why weren't, why didn't, what, what happened? I, I don't know, like, other movies that were, one, I think it came out in, like, around August? Yeah, it came out in August. 
which isn't a great month for movie releases. Other movies that were out at the time was like Scary Stories Tell in the Dark mm-hmm. and uh, some some other like adult movie. There really wasn't anything else in theaters, so I don't. And it, obviously, people went to go see it. We just didn't know anyone who went to go see yeah, it. Yeah, what was? Huh. Um, but it also did pretty good, like internationally around the world. Oh, nice. Um, and I know like the the people who worked on it were just like were surprised that Dora had like such like an influence like around the world. Like I was reading that it did like absolutely incredible in India of all places (laughs) yeah that's always it's always interesting when when some when like the people on it are like we don't know why it did good there (laughs) (laughs) we we're we don't know but um good (laughs) like oh huh what uh i was just like i went to the dora like wiki to see if there's anything about like it's following internationally on February 24, 2021, it was announced that a live-action remake of Dora would be in development and debut on Paramount+. Plus. But we already got the best one. I'm, well, I'm like, is it, is it... A sequel? Is it a seek? Is it, yeah, is it like, is it, is it Belle? Is it a sequel? Like, what's, is it like just going to be like a live-action, like, kid show? Which is also fine. Like, I think kids deserve yeah. good programming. That's fine if it's just like a little girl as, like, but it's interesting because, like, again, like, Dora, like, the thing that gets kids excited for Dora, like, when my siblings were growing up watching it, because, like, I was outside of Dora range, but my siblings were all, like, preschoolers. Yeah. And so, like, it was exciting because, like, she went on adventures. It wasn't, it wasn't, like, Blue's Clues was, like, too slow for kids. Like, Dora was cool. She, like, went on adventures and, like, jumped out of trees. And granted, it's all, like, slowed down, like, kids' cartoon. But, like, that, when you're three, you don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you're excited because, like, you're learning a language, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, Dora's like, this thing means this. And you're like, I have to tell right. everyone this thing I learned. Right. Like, um. So I'm very curious as to what that'll entail. There seems to be, like, nothing else about it. They just, they announced it. That's it. And it's pretty. We'll have to see. Pretty early. I mean, February, in terms of production, uh, announcing is, like, they're. That was, like, yesterday. Yeah, but they're, like, they're nowhere on that. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the thing I like about this movie is that, like, when you ad- adaptate, adaptate when you adapt, adaptate <laughs> when you <laughs> when you adapt a cartoon into like a live action media, you really have to put a spin on it because, like, you can't do it like completely straight because then it's not going to make sense. Yeah. I think Dora figured out how to take this premise and like give subtle nods to the cartoon mm. but also make it like something that feels ground aside from swiper feels grounded in reality <laughs> <laughs> you think they went over like what do we just like have straight from the cartoon and they like went back and forth on swiper versus boots like which one would be better yeah and they, were like, they were like you know uh, what the fox swiper like they're like boots monkeys are already smart boots can just be around yeah uh also just like this cast is like big names i mean we already talked about danny trejo mm-hmm. Um, yep. you have Eva- Benicio del Toro. Yep, Benicio del Toro. You have Eva Longoria as her mom. You have mom? Michael Pena as dad. Uh, uh, oh god, what's the? I just lost his name. Is one of the bad guys, not the main bad oh, guy. The-, the the one you th- the the bad guy who is like posed as like the main bad guy originally. He's he's like in Star Wars shit. Oh, who is he? Oh, God. He's Boba Fett. He's Boba Fett? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> that guy's in it. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Boba Fett shows up in Dora, and you're like, oh, holy shit, it's Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Oh, my He's God. He's the villain? Oh, Tamora Te- Morrison. Ah, okay. Uh, is here. So it's just like, there's like a lot of big names in this, and it is so interesting because like every big name in it is like extremely passionate about Dora. They're like excited. They're like, we love Dora. Like, I need to be in this because Dora was... And some people know this, some people know Dora was, like, the first, like, Latinx animated main character in a show ever. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, like, but Dora's not that old. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, buddy. Oh, well. Wait, wait until I tell you the first time an interracial couple was on TV for an animated show. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, it's... Yeah, and a lot of... Oh, a lot of the cast was, like really wanted to be also be a part of it because it was like predominantly like a latinx cast mm-hmm. like really the only main character that is white is the kid white boy and one kid yeah white boy and that's it and it's like cool and it's like i guess he has to be here but he we definitely could do without hey want to know some want to know some wild diego's a Wahlberg in real life get the hell out jeff his name is his <laughs> name is jeff Wahlberg. he is mark he's mark Wahlberg's nephew i can't fucking escape <laughs> Oh, if anyone doesn't know, Brenda and the Wahlbergs have a long-going rivalry. I, I don't think the Wahlbergs know about this, but one day they'll find out. One day they'll find out when I blow up the Wahlbergs truck. <laughs> 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 yeah. And that's Dora the that's Explorer. That's Dora the Explorer. Uh, <laughs> um, you can watch it both on Paramount Plus or on Hulu, which I I would suggest... Watching it on Hulu. Yeah, you probably already have Hulu. You probably already have Hulu. If you need closed captions for any reason, they're probably better on Hulu. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Like, one, they displayed so tiny on my PS4. Like, and I know, like, it, the way captions are formatted does change between, like, what you're watching it on. Mm-hmm. But on my PlayStation, they were so tiny and they were off sync. So if you need those, please just watch them. They were them. also <laughs> off sync on my Xbox. So it's not just a PlayStation issue. Oof. I don't think it was quite as bad. I watched a chunk of it on my iPad, mm-hmm. which I think they were a little better, but it still wasn't completely synced correctly. So The other movie we watched was Luca. Luca. Um, so we've talked before about how Disney has like that extra extra cost mm-hmm. for a lot of their movies. Mm-hmm. But two movies that they haven't done it for were the past two Pixar films, Soul and Luca. For whatever reason. Um, yeah, and then if you kind of like go back even more, you have Onward, which had a theatrical release, and then was pretty quickly. Well, this was very early yes. in the pandemic, but pretty quickly was put onto Disney Plus for no extra fee. Mm-hmm. So you have the past three Pixar films that have not required an extra fee, whereas Disney is requiring extra fees for all of their other big films. Yeah. So Raya, Cruella, um, Black Widow's going <laughs> to have it. Jungle Cruise I, is going to have it. Yeah, the absolute most wild one, everybody, is Black Widow, which is a movie that is almost two years late at this point. I, They are going so, to get their feelings hurt. <laughs> so, one second. There's a mystery bug I have to take care of. Mystery bug. Mystery bug. Mystery bug. I'm in a basement, and so it could be something Mystery bug. Mystery bug. Mystery bug. Mystery bug. It's a roly poly, thank God. Mystery bug. That's okay. All right, I'm back. Um. 
Yeah, so, okay, here's the thing with Black Widow. My mom is really stoked for Black Widow. Oh, no. So, as it's, so Black Widow's, like, her favorite. Oh, so, I'm no. like, okay. <laughs> Brenda, you're going to pay $30 so, to see Black Widow? Hear me out. Hear me out. So I mentioned earlier on in the episode that my mom went to go see a movie and then didn't feel like it was something that she would repeat. Uh, So, yes, we're probably going to pay $30 for both Black Widow. And then we also have to pay $30 for Jungle Cruise because my dad worked on it. So I guess I have to see Jungle Cruise. So, but that also means that, like, my dad, who's in Georgia, can watch it, too. That's true. So... I think for us it would it that does make financial sense because like my mom's gonna me and my mom are gonna watch it and then my dad's gonna watch it. Don't know if my brother will watch it. Who knows? Um, so it's about the price of going to a movie and yeah. don't have to worry about the the, the Delta variant. <sighs> Fair enough. <sighs> but Luca didn't cost yeah. any extra money. <laughs> Luca was absolutely free, which was pretty great because uh, you know. I maybe would have paid the fee for Luca, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have paid it before I knew it was good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's so, so. I just heard my door open and close. Oh, my partner must be Luca. Uh, <laughs> Luca <laughs> is very much worth it. Very much worth it. And we talked about Luca in a previous episode where we were kind of just like, I don't know, Italy. I yeah. don't know about Italy. Like I was like, I'm not so um, sure. I'm sold. Hey, so the biggest thing is like Luca seemed pretty gay from the from like initial from the trailer people were like gay and then gay. I, gay. I think disney was like it's not gay the director said it's not gay he said it's a um cup like a coming of age story just just buds being buds and definitely not an inherently queer narrative just two, like just two guys being pals but let me assure you even if he says it's not an inherently queer narrative it yeah, is i don't know <laughs> like, I don't, i'm I'm sorry to break it to you, bud. I don't you, you. I don't know if you meant to. I don't know if you have your own stuff going on. I don't know if the mouse made you say that, but it's yeah, pretty gay. It pretty. It's pretty gay. Like Luca is about two or about a sea monster, mm-hmm. which is what they call them in the yep. film. I thought it was mermaids initially, but nope. they've got little feet. They only so they're they sea only call them sea monsters. They even refer to themselves sea as monsters. Such. <laughs> yeah, so they're sea monsters. They Luca lives in the ocean um on the coast of italy mm-hmm. and um looks like he's like a fish herder yeah like his family herds fish yep and the equivalent as, to as sheep. if they're sheep like they even act sheep yeah they kind of look they're round like a sheep um so he lives in the ocean um eventually he like meets this other sea monster kid who like grabs some like human stuff and like runs up to the shore and it turns out hey if you just go on land you can look you look like a human human. they call it the change yeah yeah um but luca's family luca's mom is like if you go up there like they call them human monsters and that they will murderize you a lot um so luke luca Mm -hmm. is like enamored by the surface but afraid of it because his mom has indoctrinated yeah Yeah, which is we don't they don't really explain like why his mom is like afraid of the surface because it becomes apparent like pretty early on that her mom who lives with them is not afraid no, but of the she, surface like, does it all the time it also becomes apparent she... that like they've that the parents have at least been up there long enough because like there's a whole bit where like luca doesn't know how to use his legs because he swims everywhere 
Yeah. Which is, like, not exactly how it would work, because he swims with his legs, but that's neither here nor there. But he, like, doesn't know how to walk, mm-hmm. which would track. And so there's yeah. this whole bit. And I'm like, well, if his, his parents go on the surface eventually, and they know how to walk. So they've, they've been up there enough to do that. Yeah, so it's like, well, what happened up there? And the movie doesn't even touch on no, this at not all. not even a little. Um, like, so you never really learn, like, what their apprehension is. Um, so Luca's, like, up on the surface. He meets this other boy named... Oh, Alberto. Oh. Alberto. I, knew, I was going to say Alfredo, and I was like, that is it, Brenda. His name's not fucking Alfredo. Alfredo's uh, the pasta, the, the uh, Pacini. <laughs> it's uh, gonna go play the Mario. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I promise it's the only time I'll do that. <laughs> so Luca and Alberto are now, they got, they gotta be, they're, they're buds. Now they do yeah. human stuff. Alberto's Alberto's cool. He like he knows about human things. He can speak a little bit Italian. Uh, spoiler: He can't. Um, he um, he has all this human stuff. Mm-hmm. He like lives on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad is somewhere. It's like, weird because on the Italian tip, they all have like mm-hmm. Italian names. Like yes. uh, they don't have. There's not like a different C name. They all have like Italian names. Luca can read. Yeah, so like, it's, <laughs> so, like, and he can read Italian, but they can't speak Italian. No, like he, it, like he, because he reads a book, and ostensibly it must be an Italian, um, because it's Italy. It's Italy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like they do that weird Disney thing where like the people speak mostly in English and sometimes in the language, and I'm like, okay, guys, like at some point we gotta we gotta decide on like what's going. Like, is the English them speaking Italian and the Italian them speaking English? Like, at some point we gotta like. I I, gotta, I need people as a collective to decide when they said things in a different country, is the English for ease and I should assume they're speaking their language and then vice versa? Or that for some yeah. reason, everybody in this Italian village speaks English pri- like primarily. Primarily and then sometimes speaks Italian. And then like, why would the sea monsters who have Italian names um, not... No Italian. Any, it's, this is like such a nitpick. This is just like a. It's very This is nitpicky. not Luca's problem. This is a problem with like all. I like. I need all creatives to like decide what it is, so I know what's going mm-hmm. on. Exactly. This is like an inherent, reoccurring problem with media. So not Luca's fault at all. It, it's just kind of been accepted that this is how we write. <laughs> and it's yeah. like oh, it doesn't make any sense. They want a Vespa. Want a Vespa. That's the big through line is that like they want a Vespa so they can go off and just be super gay together. <laughs> there are so many scenes in this movie that are like the reason why we say this. There are so many scenes in this movie that are like saved for like couples in move that are like clear the body language you use for like a couple in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene where like they are on a Vespa and Luca's like riding on the back and holding on. Like to yeah. Ali, to Alberto because usually the friend holds the seat and cup and a partner holds your body. Yeah. Um. Um. There's like a scene where they're standing and watching the sunset and they've got like their arms yeah. around each other and that's like pretty gay. The ending is. Very um. Gay. I won't give away the ending, but the Brenda th- that ending that is like that is lovers that is <laughs> so- a lovers ending. <laughs> <That's> so gay. <laughs> um. There's like other scenes that are like also just kind of like. This feels like an inherently queer narrative. So there's like the scene where um, 
Luca's parents because Luca's like going up to the surface and then going back into the water like into the water at first and um he's like collecting like human things so like there's a scene where like his parents find them and like confront him and their like initial thing is just like well you have to go away so you you stop thinking about human things which is like kind of very hauntingly similar to like parents who find out their kids are gay and then send them off to not be gay yes. anymore um they want to send him into the deep with his the deep with he has like an uncle that's like an angle fisher an angle angle anglerfish 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 like they're all like pretty generic but like his uncle is clearly anglerfish and that bit mm-hmm. is really fucking good because you can like see his organs <laughs> and he like yeah at some point his heart stops and his dad's like all right look i need you to punch him in the reset his heart no harder and he's like ah yes thank you the the air is too thin up here for me you know so you go you come to the deep and you can't see and little bits of whale carcass just float in your mouth it's delightful <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so he's great. funny yeah and it's like this is like um like Luca's being banished to like the dark abyss and it's like well that's really haunting <laughs> like um so Luca runs away after that to hang out with alberto um and then they like go into like the the town the human town mm-hmm. um and meets girl her name is juliet uh that sounds right let me see i have the names uh cool julia i'm glad you're from julia. julia uh with a g uh and um she's like trying to like win this race to get to like knock this like pretentious rich yeah, boy this, like, off shitty, his throne there's a shitty kid who just sucks and everyone wants to kill everyone hates him because he he's the worst he just sucks so julia yeah, he sucks, and Julia wants to win the race so she can be the winner of the race, and you learn that she, like, didn't finish last year because she threw yep. up. Because a portion of this race is eating pasta fast. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the, the race is swimming, eat a lot of pasta, ride a bike through the whole get village. Get on a bike. Yeah, and it's like, it's sponsored by a pasta company. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a really weird triathlon. Yeah, it's, it's so wild. So then, like, Luca and Alberto want to, there's a cash prize that, like, uh, Julia doesn't seem very interested in. So they're just like, we'll help you with this race if we get the money so we can buy this shitty Vespa we found (laughs) for that much money. Yeah, because they really want a Vespa. Um, And let's see, what else? Oh, I really like Julia's dad. Oh, yeah. He's, he, Julia's dad is a, like, sea monster fisherman but yeah the, so there the cool thing the cool thing i like about julia's dad is like there's julia's dad only has one arm uh yeah, he has a limb difference um and he makes a joke about it about like how like, oh a sea monster yeah. got it because alberto's like staring mm-hmm. rude by the way alberto's staring and he's just like a sea monster ate my arm and then he like laughs and he's just like no i was just born like yep. this and then he, he like um, he like does something really cool i forget i think he like he like cut some he like pulls a knife out. he does something really cool like right after that like he's like i was mm-hmm. he's like, yeah i came into the world like this is what he says yeah that's what he says yeah um and like there's like also a through like so like luca and alberto are like really afraid because if they get wet then they turn back into sea monsters yes. so like they're worried because like if if the dad finds out they're in trouble <laughs> they he literally hunts um, sea monsters there's that's lit- he's very into it. There's a scene where they sleep outside and then it rains, which is something I, <laughs> me, Austin didn't consider. Is like that counts, because um, they wake up mm-hmm. in sea monster form and they like freak out. 
Yeah. Uh, so they're just like, ah, oh, so they're trying to like dry themselves off before the, um, the dad finds them. And then there's like this through line of like, um, Julia's dad and Alberto, um, bonding mm-hmm. like alberto's really interested in fishing and is like really good at it because he knows like where the fish are yeah. and so like the dad's like well i want this kid to come with me and i'm gonna teach him how to fish well, so the there's like this fishing, like father and alberto's like oh man yeah. <laughs> he's like both scared but also like he's um spoiler but his father's like ran off and left him alone mm-hmm. um so he's kind of like searching for like a parental figure mm-hmm. too and he's found it which unfortunately he found it in a sea monster hunter which <laughs> um but he's he's very interested in learning how to fish yeah. and it's very sweet and nice the other really funny um, through, the other like good through line that's like funny is they like the family julie julia and uh her dad have a cat and the cat like knows yes. they're sea monsters because like the first day they're there they like get wet and hide on the table and the cat's there and like it, so, yeah. the cat is like, "I'm fucking on to you two, but I have no way to communicate that to the other humans in the home." <laughs> the cat like narrows his eyes, and he's got like a, his coloration makes it look like he has a big mustache, <laughs> and he's like round and fat. And there's like a scene where like the boys are like trying to like um, bribe him with fish, yeah. <laughs> like win his trust with fishes. It wins, and um, yeah, like it, he, they, it works. So this cat looks like one of those Splatoon cats because of the mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big and round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So. Big round. Do you, So this is a question was, for you. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you think there's an opening sequence? Do you think the mm-hmm. sea monster in the opening sequence is Alberto's dad? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that scene. That That is that is like that is my thought. Is that it's Alberto's mm-hmm. dad, and that that they had a bunch of stuff, but it took away from the theme of the movie, so they like didn't have that whole like they didn't have that subplot, and so instead he's just like gone instead of finding out what happened. Yeah, it could be. I'm gonna have to rewatch that again and see what I think. Because I totally like I was like fussing. Here's the bad part about watching movies in your house. I was like fussing with my like setup, like what I was gonna do while I was like watching it. Um, so I was, like, kind of paying attention, but I was also fussing with, like, the captions, and then, like, I had to switch it off of the Japanese track to the English mm. track, <laughs> and so, um, I need to rewatch the very beginning. Uh, fun facts, I just found out looking at these cast names, uh, Luca's mm-hmm. last name is Par- Paguano, his hmm. name in Italian means hermit crab, like, his last name. <gasps> Cute. Alberto's last name in Italian means redfish, I'm not gonna try and say his last name. <laughs> that's just that's just interesting because like luca is like a very isolated boy when you first meet him mm-hmm. uh, i do, i have nothing yeah. on redfish i'm sure redfish is some kind of personality thing or something though yeah like i wonder if it's like a red red herring <laughs> <laughs> he's not really cool luca he's bossy yeah he's just bossy and he's very jealous of how close you are to julia and that's definitely not gay <laughs> it's definitely not gay at all don't worry <laughs> It's definitely not a gay Super narrative. Don't. Just just two straight boys. <laughs> Holding hands in the sunset. Holding hands. And then, Ride it on a Vespa. I need to make clear, because so recently, um, recently there was a lot of shipping going on for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I personally didn't know was happening because I don't see it. Uh, yeah. That, that, between, the, wait, between the two yes. of them? No, there's no chemistry. No, abs- like, 
their buds. People like that was a lot of that's if you want to, that's fine. That seems like one of those things of like yeah. people wanting to ship any duo ever, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You can do that in your own time. The reason I say it for this, because like they're like they're four, they're, they're teenagers or whatever, but it's like. Yeah. So many points in this movie we see visually, again, things that in animation have been like saved for like couples or people yeah. that want to be in relationships. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, you I you can't I can't keep just being like, oh, they're just friends. Like, there's like the sunset scene. I'm like, oh, okay. And then there's like the Vespa scene. I'm like, all right. And then like okay. the thing that really gets me is the ending that I will not give away, but I'm like, all right, yeah. no absolutely not (laughs) that is yeah there's there's also like a couple other scenes that are like that i don't want to spoil that are also like they feel queer um but i don't want to spoil them so it's like you'll just have to watch it and like try to figure out what i'm talking about but there's a scene yeah on a beach yeah Uh uh-huh there's a scene so the tri the triathlon eventually happens which i don't think is a spoiler there's a Mm -hmm. scene during that yeah um and then the ending are the ones I'm thinking of, but they just feel like we, and I got into this recently with someone online talking about Mass Effect. Because there's a character mm-hmm. in Mass Effect, her name is Jack, she has completely mm-hmm. buzzed hair and a bunch of tattoos and is like titties out. And I'm like, yeah. oh, a butch lesbian, I will try and romance her with my, because I play the femme avatar. And you can't. Mm-hmm. There's even a scene where if you try to hit on her, she's like, I'm not on the girls team. Which is wild, because, like, just, like, the way that she is designed is, like, just very inherently queer. Yes, like, they are, and, like, someone got into it with me about, like, oh, you're saying everyone who looks like that has to be queer? No, I'm absolutely not saying that. But I am saying, like, she is created. These things are, like, made. Especially when you get into, like, animation and video games. Like, someone, like, people sat down and, like, created this character based off of, like, references and photos and ideas, and I'm, like... That image is, like, inherently, like, queer signaling, period. Yeah. Like, queer yeah, that's a good way people have ways they try and signal to each other, like, that they're queer, because it's not always safe to just say it to someone. Mm-hmm. So you need, like, a way to, like, you know, like, if there is someone on the street and I think they're cute, I want to make sure they know, like, like, I'm, like, and they do the, like, the wrist thing, like, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it's the same way in, like, movies, like, there are ways... Not even just for queerness, but, like, for a relationship and, like, relationships and love and, like, attraction that we've, like, have accepted. And especially when we get into, like, family-friendly films, because, like, they can't always just be, like, explicit. They can't, yeah. like... And this is, like... And they're they're kids. Yeah. They're, like, they're, they're teenagers. Like, they don't always just say stuff. So, like, there's so many times where they use that, like, imagery that I'm, like, I don't know if it's, like, a cultural thing that I'm missing, but I'm, like... At least for, like, American Western animation, that is, like, we want to make out. <laughs> but this is a Disney film of yeah. kids, so instead we will hold hands in the sunset. Yeah, and it's, you know, it is, like, an American-made film. So, like, these are signifiers that, like, because a lot of our media can't overtly... It's getting better, mm-hmm. but, like, for a very long time, media could not overtly say um that characters were gay and then also with disney because they want and this is shitty but because they want to market in like areas Mm -hmm. that where like lgbt relationships aren't allowed literally Um, we mean literally everybody literally (laughs) yeah we don't mean we mean like you know like straight up like russia um making the gender of a character in steven universe male you know 
in order to um appease their censorship mm. laws like you know it's it's shitty mm. like but you know disney wants to be present in those markets um because they're large markets and it's shitty that like we don't get representation because mm. of that we have to like grasp at straws in order to see ourselves in that media um in order to be like yes this character is gay um we don't get like absolute confirmation so it's not just like shipping like oh i gotta ship everyone it's mm. it's gay yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just is um and so when you when you watch it if you haven't watched it i think i want to watch it if you got disney plus watch it it yeah it's free it is <laughs> so there was like one point where i was like texting but i was like yeah okay so this i was like this like the beach scene i was like this is this is a queer narrative period yeah <laughs> like end and of discussion I, I don't want to give away the beach scene but like watching that one hurt yeah. a lot and two was like yeah it felt very that was real. the most like uh -huh. that was the height of like whoa the yeah i was like oh the the fact we got the ending we did, I'm like, I don't, that was, this is, this seems like a stretch, actually, everybody. This seems like more of a stretch <laughs> than most animated films. Yeah, because, like, the ending kind of ties it up with a nice bow, and I'm just like, whoa, there was, like, a big there fight was, There was, happened. like, a lot to it. And again, that's, like, the struggle of animation. Like, this movie is 100 minutes, 95 minutes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, wow, short. short. 95 minutes, what? like, four of that is, uh credits at the end which mm -hmm. they did they did do something i love like the credits at the end they clearly used like a lot of storyboard art that they were like this is stuff we were going to put in the movie if we had 30 more minutes yeah this is how we wanted to end it but we ran out of time so it Oops. ended there but here's all the storyboards and then they even like they have like really pretty storyboards that are like mostly done and colored and then they even after that mm -hmm. during the rolling credits had like the sketches of like here's more stuff we would have put in <laughs> um which i've been noticing more and more animated films doing that and it feels like a slight like hey you should force this studio to give us more money to make more stories because <laughs> they had yeah. enough there that i'm like oh. if disney channel was doing good this could be like shorts like they could easily make like shorts mm. of like after this movie exactly like that would be very cute um yeah this movie it's very summery, mm -hmm. so if you need, like, if it's, um, like it is in Michigan right now where it's raining, it's um, and you need just, like... It's been, it's been raining for literally it's 24 been hours. It's week. It's not gonna oh, stop. No. It's just gonna keep going. I wanna swim, Austin. Yeah. I wanna swim. Oh. <laughs> Brenda's a sea monster, everybody. And, yeah, she is I, also you, hot in sea monster form, don't worry. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, speaking of hot and sea monster, no, <laughs> Speaking of the sea monster designs, I think they're pretty they cool. Because like cool. they're, they're very yeah. different. Yeah, they've got like their quote unquote mm -hmm. hair is pretty interesting. Um they've got like these big long tails. They look cool. I think like the design, they've got sharp teeth. I really like also, it. I think Pixar, it's... just like Pixar animation is just fucking bringing it. Between Soul and this movie, yeah. their tech and their, like, skill for, like, bringing in animators who's, like, le like exponentially leaps and bounds in between, like, the last yeah. two films. Like, both Soul and Luca are, like, I didn't know they could do that. Yeah, like, with Soul, they took, like, a more realistic, like, mm -hmm. approach to backgrounds, um, but more cartoon with, like, the characters. Mm -hmm. And then they brought that to, like, 
an even higher level with Luca, where Luca is incredibly stylized in a really solid, really visually impressive way. I could not get over the the hair both in for like when they were sea monsters and on land. Like their hair is like you can like count strands. Mm hmm. And when they like transition from human to sea monster and like the like the kind of like kelp inspired like quote unquote mm-hmm. hair kind of comes back, it's such an impressive visual. The water, like I every like I I hope those animators are sleeping because I the I was looking at the hair and I'm like someone spent a week on this frame just on the hair <laughs> just the hair god i can't imagine like working on something that moves at like such a snail's pace like you go into work and you work on like two seconds of like a shot and then you go home and you're just like thinking about that shot like is it gonna come together is this gonna look good like Like, when i had two more seconds oh well we finished we finished the opening oh like the opening sequence no like the title (laughs) (laughs) we got the title in there today rest of the movie's not done but working Um, on it (laughs) like and that's the and i mean that's the power pixar right like i don't know how long this movie was in production um they announced it in 2020 so it was probably in production like a year before that Mm -hmm. so i mean and that's the power of like pixar's style of like using like using computer generated animation because like it speeds everything up but you can still have this incredible detail yeah truly it's uh, I'm looking at just, like, the poster of them, of, like, Luca and Alberto mm-hmm. and Julia, and thinking of, like, seeing them move, and I'm like, God, it's so good. I can't, yeah. I cannot get over how good it looks. The the food? Man. The food. God, it just made me really want pasta. I got leftover pasta for lunch. Um, Luca's only made $5 nice. million in box office, but again, it's on Disney Plus for free, and most people that are, like clamoring to go like if you're like trying to see a Disney movie in theaters you probably have Disney plus and you're like I can just watch it for free yeah that's the thing and I hope that this doesn't like negatively impact Pixar mm-hmm. um because their last three films have like not had that extra fee and probably haven't brought in a lot of money but Soul did get a couple prestigious right. awards so hopefully Pixar is doing okay and um what's Pixar's next movie coming up let's that's see a good question what do we have to look forward to? Oh, Turning Red is the oh. next one. That's the one with the girl turns into the red panda. Oh, oh that's going to be... Yeah, that's going to be really It's going to be so pretty. <laughs> that's going to be really good. I'm pretty excited for that. Yes. Uh, a lot of the... Oh, they got some inspiration from Pocoroso, which is a Miyazaki film. Yeah, I got really... Because like, the town is like... Um, the name of the town is very close to Porcaroso, yes. and I was like, mm. "That is that's that is the they almost they yeah. almost used it for Luca's last name, but they went with Poguano, and then they named the town Porcaroso. Porcaroso, yeah, um, yeah, it's very Porcaroso yeah. vibes. And a lot of the <laughs> the voice cast is like set, like looking at this is like I'm getting hungry, so it's all jumbled, but it looks like a lot mm-hmm. of the voice cast. Uh, reprise their roles in Italian for those that were like Italian speakers. Oh, cool! So the lady who runs the world, who ru- the World Cup, who ru- who runs the Poderoso <laughs> Cup, the shitty rich kid, um, some of the like outlying cast, like the fishermen and stuff that had like minor mm-hmm. roles, just did it in both because they knew Italian. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty. That's kind of oh, cool. that would be really 
that would be really cool to like go back and watch it with like the Italian track on. And do they ever speak English? Yeah, do they? <laughs> <laughs> How do they handle that? Like, because like it feels like when they the thing in English is like when you do that, it feels like they switch their language when they think they are on like an outsider and they want to mock them or talk about them. Because like in mm-hmm. this, Luca and Alberto are seen as like outsiders, but the idea is like. They look, they, they are Italian in human form. They're, it's not like they come in human form and they're like, I don't know, like, Southern Asian or something. <laughs> like, they're, they're just yeah, Italian. They're, everyone in this is just Italian. So it's very bizarre. Also, um, <laughs> Luca's mom, like, her fish form is like the least humanoid. And then so when she's on human mm-hmm. form, I'm like, uh, <laughs> is that what she is looks like? She's got like a snoot. Yeah, she's like her fish form is kind of like her sea monster form is like dolphiny. Yeah, she's got like a dolphin nose. And so in my head, I was almost like, are some sea monsters just sea monsters? And then like they went to surface. I was like, okay, no, all right, <laughs> sure. God, what would Uncle Ugo be like? A uh, nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he would. Last thing before we wrap, he would oh, decompress and die, right? Because he's an anglerfish. Yeah, he would just die. He'd <laughs> <laughs> just be a dead old man. Oh no! Um, last thing I want to go over before we yes. end it is that Luca's parents come up to the surface to um, to try to find him eventually, oh, <laughs> and there's like this, this plot line where, like, you know, if like Luca were to get wet, he they would he would look like a yes. sea monster again. But so like his parents go into this courtyard and they're just like, we'll know who our kid is immediately. And they like go into this courtyard and like all the kids just kind of look like kind of similar. Yeah, they're just like kids and they're playing and like the parents are just like, oh, shit. Ah, hell. Well, I love the idea. I love the idea of that because they're like, I know my kid. And then they realize they don't. They don't at all. And what ensues from this is a very chaotic (laughs) set of scenes in which (laughs) the parents are like throwing the kids in this fountain. water throwing water balloons and i'm like and again this is one of those things like they don't have time but i know they're like we got a result like other parents have to be like hey could you stop attacking our kids (laughs) yeah like the kids like eventually are like like because this goes on for a while and the kids are eventually like word gets around that like someone is like throwing water at them and so they're like they're all being like very (laughs) cautious and afraid also the parents go home every like i was like where do the are the parents going home every night? Are they staying there? Because eventually they get, like, yeah, clothes, they? and they have, like, m- different sets of clothes, I've, I noticed. Yeah. And I'm like, do they get, like, a Are they stealing j- more job? clothes? What's... <laughs> they just live on land now. <laughs> like, what's going on? Oh, man. <laughs> I really want to know more, because it's based on, like, Italian folk. I want to know more about, like, the creatures they're based on, because they're just, like... Mm-hmm. They they must have like two sets of body because they can breathe on water and land just fine. It's never there's no bit that's like oh, I gotta get back in the water or something. Yeah, like I think I definitely want to look more into like because to me it's a little more interesting than just a yes. mermaid. Like you know, mermaid. I've seen the thirteenth year. That's all I needed <laughs> to know about mermaids. <laughs> oh, anyway, see Luca. It's worth your time if you. It's good. If you have money, rent a theater and give it more money and see it in theater. Go to a drive-in and hang out in your car and watch Luca. It's, it's it's very good. It's super. It's definitely, even accidentally, a queer allegory story. So, yeah, 
but it feels so deliberate. I feel like it's it intentional. It feels very deliberate. And that Disney was like, you got to tell people it's not gay. And the director's like, what are you talking yeah. about? And they're like, you got to you got to tell people it's not gay. And he's like, it's not gay? Question mark. And they're like, thanks. <laughs> we'll send it to press. Good. We're gonna like tell this news art news outlet that you said that that it's definitely not gay. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. It's definitely not gay. And his like fingers are like he's got his like what is it fingers twi- twi- when he fingers crossed behind his back. <laughs> I was like air, air quotes. What are, what are we going for here? <laughs> he's got his fingers twisty whittled behind his back. <laughs> his fingers are crisscross applesauce behind his back. Applesauce behind his back. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. That's it for us, everybody. Uh, Have a great weekend. It's so weird recording. Well, we'll you have a great weekend. But now that we we record slightly closer, you also have a great weekend, listener. Listener, have a great weekend. See ya. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... For listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.